to the Punk Rock Libertarians podcast, episode 212. I'm here tonight with Jared Schneiderman. Hey, everybody. Philip Dassing. What's going on? Kyle Wagner. Hey, guys. And newcomer, Charles Wesley of yep. TV Free Baltimore. You've got it. Yeah, man. So TV Free Baltimore, you guys have been around for about a year now? Uh, 13, 14 months we've been live streaming. Nice. So um, what would you like to, to tell people about TV Free Baltimore? What do you, what do you guys do? Uh, TV Free Baltimore is a live streaming broadcasting studio, and we provide a digital platform for those that the mainstream media ignores, and which political party, local political party, does the mainstream media ignore the most? Mm, yeah. It starts with an L. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm a libertarian, too. So, um, so we concentrate on local politics and local entertainment. Our streams uh, go out once a week, about two hours long, one hour politics, one hour of entertainment. Um, there's a lot of very um, talented local filmmakers that we've had in. And during the past election, we tried to get every libertarian we could in there. And um, <clears throat> sometimes when we're doing an interview, I say to myself, this is why I'm doing TV Free Baltimore. And we had, um, during the governor's race, they would not let Sean Quinn come to MPT to debate the Democrat and Republican uh, candidates. So Sean Quinn came into our studio and he made a video asking people to call Maryland Public Television so that he could participate in the debates. He should have participated in the debates. And uh, when he came out, I said, this is why I'm doing this. So somebody like him has a place to come to record essentially a 30-second commercial and get it out there in social media. So we're trying to be completely supportive of the local Libertarian Party. Oh, yeah. That, that's pretty awesome, dude. Um, the local Libertarian Party definitely needs a lot of help. Yes. You know, yeah, right now, we're, we're not even recognized as a party, correctly? Uh, correct? Or we're not going to be on the ballots? Uh, we don't have ballot access at the moment? That, that's my understanding, yeah. that um, the party is not officially um, recognized. Now, I'm old enough to, uh, to remember there was a time when the Re uh, Maryland Republican Party almost lost their stature. Really? In the state, yeah. Oh wow! Back in the early '80s, they didn't have uh, they they were barely pulling enough to stay on the ballot. So that's really hard. I mean, I would have to see it, like because the threshold, at least now, is one percent. Yeah. Of the highest office, so for governor, your gubernatorial candidate has to get one percent. You know, for the LP, you know, we were kind of right on that bubble, and I think they were thinking that we were going to get two percent or something like that this year. So there was really no fear within the local LP that we were going to lose our ballot access. And um, the Democrats had a, a very far left, very progressive candidate, and he just wasn't very popular. And uh, the the Republican governor here in Maryland just absolutely trounced him. And the LP, like, I, just, I guess just got lost in the mix. Well, and, I think uh, Sean became a victim of the anti-Trump thing. Um, and, and also you had a, a, a very unique situation in Maryland where you had a Republican governor that was actually, very popular. Who actually had a chance of winning, you know what I mean? So it's like, I feel like a lot of libertarians thought like, well, between uh, Hogan and the total communist, Ben Jealous, right. you know what I mean? They would, they would rather have Hogan. So, and then they thought, you know, what does it matter if I vote LP? Because they're not going to win anyways. But right. I, I could actually choose like uh, "quote unquote" lesser of two evils. Right. You know, 
Um, whereas, you know, I do think Hogan was, was a little lesser, but at the same time, the guy's like uh, saying it's a-okay to do the red flag law stuff, you know? So he's definitely by no means um, a freedom-loving governor who, who respects uh, due process. Right, and all that said, I do think that Sean Quinn should have been allowed to debate him because the big question he wanted to ask was, okay, governor, you say that you've made Maryland a pro-business state and you've brought all these businesses in. Just give us the top ten. And he was like, I don't think the governor has that answer. So um, I think he should have been allowed down at MPT. And um, we at TV Free Baltimore want to do everything that we can to support the Maryland uh, Libertarian Party and also the local libertarians. I was very excited to discover you guys. Um, You're almost the next generation. I'm about 20 years older than everybody here. So I was very excited to see people in the next generation um, espousing the same ideals that I discovered when I was, you know, of college age. So very excited about you guys. I've been watching your podcast. <laughs> well, Love them. We learned everything from Kyle Wagner. <laughs> yeah. Internet, especially how to love the police. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, now I'm seeing like another thing that you want to talk about is uh, is censorship. Mm-hmm. You know. And there is a lot of censorship. You know, we were just talking about before the podcast, we were talking about how YouTube censoring people, mm-hmm. you know, how YouTube's really not welcoming uh, content creators there with, with some of their new policies. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this has been going on for a while. A few years ago, we were demonetized, you know. Yeah, explain that whole situation because I saw something flash and I didn't quite understand what you're saying. That You actually had a page that was taken down at one point. Oh, yeah. Well, we, we had a Facebook page that I started in 2010. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it grew to about, uh, I believe it was like 190 some uh, thousand followers. Wow. And uh, it would have been a million, but mm-hmm. they cut our reach years ago. I mean, there was a time when we would uh, sometimes reach like a million people in a day. Mm-hmm. And then I remember it was like they flipped the switch and our reach went down like 10% overnight. Yeah. You know, like by, by, by the next week it was down and it stayed down. Mm-hmm. So I, I could tell like some sort of switch was pulled on like our, our algorithm, you know, less people were seeing our, our stuff. Right. So, um, you know, there was a time when we were sometimes gaining a thousand new likes in a day. Yeah. And then by the end, it might take us like a month to get like 200 people. I mean, it, it might have been so bad that uh, at some points where we were losing more people than we were gaining because Facebook wasn't letting new people see our stuff. Right. So we were actually triggering, you know, because everything you post on the Internet is going to piss somebody off. Right. So it, there's there were probably points where we had more people dropping off than finding our page and anew. Yeah. And uh yeah, so th- there's definitely been a lot of uh, censorship uh, on us. So, I mean, they cut our reach for a while, mm-hmm. and then eventually they just uh, deleted our whole page. And, wow. Uh, Did they give you an explanation? They gave us an explanation of what it may or may have not have been as to why we got deleted. You know, it was, it was, but in you other feel words, it was very the, vague. You feel that they did that just because they didn't like the ideas that you were espousing? Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, Zuckerberg saying recently that he wants to like limit political speech and it's like, or he wants the government to limit political speech on social media, which, I mean, this is what he's already been doing. He doesn't need the government to help him to do that. But what he, I, I, my view is he wants the government to limit political speech on other social networks, the same as it is on Facebook, hence, uh, cutting down his competition. Right. Yeah, that, that's what I think. Because, you know, you've got these companies like uh, these new sites like MeWe or Minds, mm-hmm. you know, and fr- from what I've heard, they're they're coming in about it with, with like a more of like a non-censorship, like freedom of speech approach for people, you mm-hmm. know. And, uh, 
it would be nice for him to just knock out any competition of, of coming in because that's really where Facebook's falling short. And I, I feel like once you once you get somebody notable who's um, you know espousing uh, non censorship, you know, Facebook's going to have some uh, trouble on their hands. I think. Right. Yeah, around the, it was around the midterm elections, I think, that you guys got taken down. And like Alex yeah, Jones. Yeah, it was like a month before the election. Yep. Alex Jones was taken down. A lot of high profile pages were taken down. And they were kind of on a rampage or crusade well, against us. Alex Jones uh, was actually like a couple months before us. It, it, yeah. it, it, a few weeks. It was right? the start of a wave no, about, of yeah, like I, I them. Feel, I feel like that was Alex Jones was them like yeah, testing the water, seeing what they can get away with. Right, and then I just, remember saying that. Like, this is this is the bellwether. This yeah. is the uh, the canary in the cave, so to speak. Yeah, then like a, a month or two, sir. Later, you the know, cold, they, they just deleted the uh, whatever. Yeah, they, they, it was like 800 pages that they took down <laughs> under the guise. Well, I, I think of it was. I think it was like uh, 800 people and pages, and I think 500 to 550 of those were pages. Okay, so it was a lot of pages. You know, they said they were going after fake news and fake political news in particular. And um, yeah, you guys. I mean, PRL got picked up in that sweep, but it, so was so did Free Thought Project. Yeah, I remember the funniest like meme on Liberty memes. They had like um, Ralph from The Simpsons is like sitting on the bus, and it's like uh, you know, it says when Alex Jones pages get get um, how you feel when Alex Jones gets taken down, and it was like I'm in danger. You know, it's Ralph yep. saying I'm in danger, and yeah. Liberty memes knew that they were uh, in trouble, and then they got taken down, mm -hmm. and that was I don't know how many followers they had. Um, but that that was a huge libertarian meme page, so um, it was bad, you know. The do, you, purge. do you mind if we talk about local news real quick? Sure. And I want to know if you guys see the same thing I do. I get home from work, I turn the news on two eleven, thirteen, and even forty five. Same stories and the same sequence with the same narrative. Yes, yeah, it's like my God. That's why I quit watching the news in two thousand five. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I can't. I can't watch anymore. And when they bring up a story uh, like one of the ones that we've been following on TV Free Baltimore is the uh, General Assembly uh, voting away the the handgun review review board. And if you listen to what the mainstream media says about it, and then we've had guests in there that know the intimate details, it's a completely different narrative. I mean, the mainstream media is definitely like pushing the um, narrative of the people that are against the handgun review board. Mm -hmm. And then we were having people in that were for preserving it. And when you hear their stories, they make complete sense. And then the mainstream media, the, the local news guys, it's just like they're so dismissive. They give so little information. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, because they'll, they'll fit it in like a clip that's maybe a minute and a half, if that. Right. And, I mean, you don't really get all the side of the story. And I mean, you wonder if that's by design. Do they want to make sure that it's just like a one sided, like, here's what's going on, you know, and they just let it go with that. And they don't really want to go in depth. They'll, they'll go in depth with like certain random bullshit stories that really no one particularly cares about. Or maybe it's like a feel good story. Yeah. But for the most part, they just gloss over stuff like this. It's yeah. like guns are bad. We all know that. So here you go. Yeah. Let's move on. As far as TV free Baltimore, sometimes I ask myself, okay, why am I doing this? And I have personal reasons. But then when I see uh, the information that's coming out of TV free Baltimore and also out of here, it's like these things are needed so people can hear the rest of the story, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of like to think of what, what we're doing is kind of like that movie, like pump up the volume mm -hmm. with, uh, you ever see that where Christian Slater does yeah. like the, um, the, pirate radio yeah, yeah. show in exactly. his parents basement yeah. yeah so anarchy basement's kind of like that kyle yeah it is kind of like that yeah it's <laughs> independent media 
and um yeah it's pretty cool like you just in this day and age you can just get a mi- sets of microphones a camera stream live to basically the whole world anybody in the world can find you and um For now. you don't have to go through an established source to get your get your um video out there well, yeah, I mean, youtube I mean, is that concept too right youtube yeah. you've got these people that have 60 million views on youtube and they're just like average people so it, it's really uh, right. interesting and, and through things like patreon and you can find us at patreon.com slash punk rock libertarians <laughs> um and for a dollar a month you can get access to our after hours podcast um, but through things like that we're able to just basically just self-sustain you know mm-hmm. we're not we're not raking in you know we're not doing this full time. This isn't a full time job, but we're able to at least like pay for hosting and all that stuff just by just through the internet, you know. So like it's not cost prohibitive like running like a whole huge like channel eleven or a channel thirteen, you know. Mm-hmm. Like we can just say you know, we can reach the same amount of people potentially and spend way less money on it. Yeah. I still watch local news. I don't know, I like to I, I hear about, you know, accidents, shootings, fires. That's the kind of stuff. I don't think there's a whole lot of propaganda in there because it's just like, well, there you know, you're reporting on a car accident or you're reporting on a robbery. There's not a whole lot of slant that you can put into that. Sometimes they do like lies of omission. You know, they won't cover a story or a piece of legislation that's really important to mm-hmm. us to, uh, you know, and they just don't even bring it up. Right. Yeah, so... um the next topic we had on the list was uh, the Mueller report. Um, I think you had you had wanted to discuss yeah, that. Yeah, um, so this pretty much pertains to Julian Assange. The, um, you know, of course, everyone's been trying to break down the Mueller report, and it it pretty much released everything that we had already presumed, except for people in the camp of you know the Orange Man bad Trump, you know, never Trump movement. Those people are. They're like, oh, my God, this is damning. Like, this is, oh, my God, this is stuff that we should totally be able to have him get out of office for. Like, we could totally have him gone. You know, th- this is this is proof right here. This is a proof. And and they're they're really talking about that one thing where he said something along the lines of, I'm, I'm fucked or something. Yeah, I'm like, fucked. And like, you, why didn't you, why didn't you uh, stop this from happening? That sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, take, I mean, and it's as simple as. Yeah, I'm fucked. There's a, now a new witch hunt by the most powerful media organizations yeah. against me. Shit, I'm fucked. And I don't like Trump. I mean, we're going to talk about it later, but, you know, Trump, you know, he's not a, you know, I'm not a big apologist or a fan of his, but I think this whole thing is just bullshit. And it's just, and this just personified it to me where it's like people in this camp where literally there's no collusion. They found no evidence of it. And now they're, they're analyzing the manner in which he said words allegedly. Like this still isn't definitive proof. And this particularly, uh, the, the reason why I wanted to bring this up is because they're trying to say now that Julian Assange was hiding the fact that it was the Russians who broke into the DNC emails, and he was using Seth Richards smokescreen kind of to throw people off the scent of it being the Russians who actually broke into the DNC. Wait, and Seth so, Richards, the guy, that yeah, got the guy who got killed, the By DNC, Hillary? yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you you for me you won't convince me otherwise. But I'll be I'll be called a crazy conspiracy theorist for for saying Wait, that. Wait, so what the they're saying Assange blew yeah. up that story? Yeah, he uh, he like promoted that story to cover the fact that the the uh the Russians broke into the e- uh the DNC emails. And I I haven't read the whole article what the proof is for that. I I just I'm so over the subject and I, I just I don't know how much more 
more time I can just give to it personally. You know, I got a life, I got kids, I got. It's it just yeah. for me. This is a. This was de- This was DOA for me. Like, as soon as I heard about the Russians influenced the election, I mean, okay, they they bought a bunch of whatever, whatever. They put out a bunch of Facebook accounts and they swayed maybe a handful of people's opinion if that like i'm not even trying to give them that much credit it's just it's such a dumb topic and it's such a pigeon it's just something to distract us from the real issues that are going on in this country and i just i don't know how much more i can give it and i mean here julian assange is you know like a hero you know for everything he's done and they're just doing everything they can to just just smear his name and it's 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 so it's almost like vile at this point to me well, I was listening so. to uh, Rush Rush Limbaugh the other day, and he's like, oh, "Of course you were." Yeah, obviously very <laughs> mainstream, but I didn't listen to him for very long. But you know, it's all Mueller report, Comey, and uh, you know, and, the, and he's like, "And the crazy thing is, like all these accusations, it was Hillary that was really doing it." And I was just like, "Man, politics today, it, there's no uh, no substantive conversation like when Ron Paul was running about uh, policy." Right, it, it's it's almost the, just the reality circus of these characters and the the report and the scandals. Like that's what when people say, "Oh, I, I follow politics." That's what that's what it is, <laughs> you know. And uh, it it really there's a little bit of policy, right? We're getting more with with healthcare. We're getting a lot with immigration. So there's definitely some discussion there, but a lot of it is just the Trump circus, mm. and uh, I, I could really care less. That's why I, I had it on. And then I turned it off. I'm like, okay, I've I've heard I've heard everything you've had to say. And these guys, they they do this for a living. They have to talk about the Mueller report for three hours a day, <laughs> you know. And then the next guy comes on and he talks about it for three hours. And it's that's talk radio is just, you know, every day they talk about this. I I, I don't know how much more time people can right. give to this. It's well, it, well we just we issue. just gave it a couple. I know, minutes. I, and I think, but you wanted to tie it to Assange, which I yeah, think is cause fair because that's interesting. So they're trying to say that you know the whole that they. He like in a unscrupulous manner tried to you know ruin a dead man's name by saying you know maybe he was the one who leaked the emails because a lot of a lot of the things coming out that I've heard from people was that in order to download the emails it couldn't been have done that fast unless you were in you were like had like a thumb drive hooked to the computer mm. to download those emails that fast it could be and one way or another whatever like. But now they're trying to say, well, Julian Assange, you know, tried to ruin his name by by making that the story instead of covering up the fact it was the Russians who did it. It's the Russians. Everyone be scared. It's 1975. The Russians yeah. are evil. Yeah, you know, one thing that, that like to- totally sucked, really pisses me off is uh, if you remember during the election, you know, Trump was like, I love WikiLeaks. You know? Oh, yeah, dude. That- when it was working out in his favor. Now he's like, oh, yeah, I don't really know much about them. Never That'll heard be of for them. somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> dude, he's got like the backbone of a fucking jellyfish. Seriously, fuck Trump for that shit. Like that pissed me off so bad. He's like, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Dude, it's just it's more. It. This is my opinion. This is my crazy conspiracy theory. But it's just he went ahead with the deep state and he won the first round, but he ended up losing the the whole fight. I mean, clearly, his fact that he just shit on and abandoned WikiLeaks and so you, you and think, you think that, was, that was Trump getting bent over by the deep state? Yeah, absolutely. Or was it, or is it really like, uh, you know, at, at that point, you know, Trump didn't really have anything to gain I mean, to play, from uh, from WikiLeaks, I guess, too. Yeah, well, to, and to play a little bit of status advocate, um, Kyle's advocate. Kyle's advocate. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there something to be said for the fact that he didn't just say like, yeah, WikiLeaks is a danger to. The, of course, know, Assange okay. should be in jail. Like, 
should you know should we give him any credit for that or no okay no because he could end this whole bullshit charade with one little stroke of his pen you well, know that, that obama's you know well, that's, famous the, quote. that's the 4d chess move that everyone thinks is coming. well right? yeah <laughs> i don't believe in the 4d underwater backgammon bullshit like it's it's clear to me that he i mean like look what he's done with israel like he's bent over backwards for israel he's now he's now been more complacent and more (laughs) doing the bidding of what you would think that these neocon deep state people are doing and i for me it it looks it just kind of reconfirms my opinion on this whole thing that he's just he fought round one you know against comey and the deep state like and he won and they just came back and they said look dude we're just we're gonna release every bad thing we can against you and that's why he said i'm fucked I mean, to me, that's why I feel like he said, I'm fucked. Like, I got to play nice. I'll make this whole Mueller investigation go away. Investigation go away. I think he was. Do so you think se- they found something in the investigation? I think, now they're hiding. No, I think he was set up. I think he was set up when he when they, you know, the whole what's called meeting the uh, was it the Moscow meeting, whatever, when Donald Jr. went there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that was a setup just to get them to come on over and meet and sit down with them and come up and so they could say ah he look he was meeting with the russians he was meeting with the russians before the election mm-hmm. you know that it was trying to just besmirch his name or whatever okay well say like you know i've never been one to believe in the russian collusion but to just say maybe this is a little out there mm-hmm. say what if they did find something right and they didn't want to release it because they didn't want the rest of the world to know that russia could actually influence our election but I think they want that narrative. They want that narrative. They're, 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 that's what they're screaming about, on, screeching about. Because yeah, that way they can, their yeah, policy. I mean, I think you're, you're probably Cause they right. Because they can, saying, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know? if they can prove that, then they can enforce more control, right? Well, yeah, that's they what can do doing. more things to you know suppress social media and get rid of bots. In quotation marks. Can I? Can you and still read WikiLeaks? Is it still up? Yeah, you can still read WikiLeaks. Oh yeah. How do I find WikiLeaks? WikiLeaks.com, uh, whatever. You can do like, Google. Or or Google. Google. <laughs> so if I if I Google WikiLeaks, it comes up. Yeah. And all the stuff, everything is still out there. All these classified yeah. documents from uh, Chelsea Manning and all the DNC emails, I can read all that stuff yeah. on there. Nice. So yeah, and that's maybe I should buy keyword too. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. Just type in Clinton. Say, yep. and, You'll get I a million believe, things. I can't believe after all this that it's all still just allowed to be. Uh, well, who's going to take it uh, down? It's not hosted no. in America. It's probably not on like GoDaddy. They could, they could block it. I'm sure that they can well, block it. I mean, it. They, they'd have to get Google. They'd have to get the. Well, that, yeah, like, they, like they, that would they, be really hard to be like, Google, do this. You know? <clears throat> well, well, they'd have they, to get they, Google and they'd have to get the ISPs. and. Yeah, and then they would, they would definitely catch some heat. Yeah, they know? would certainly I, catch heat. That's, that would definitely be a violation of the First Amendment. Mm, I don't know, man. I think they could easily take it down if they wanted to, or at least block our access. I'm sure but there's websites that they've that, done that too. Yeah, but they're usually like under the guise. Well, I don't know if they have, man. I mean, you have you have service per, or you have um, hosts that will take down stuff. Like GoDaddy took down a bunch of their uh, white nationalists, like white nationalist clients. That's true, dude. What if they um, what if but, they blocked ac- access to Kyle Wagner's dank meme uh, community? <laughs> Uh, yeah that would be a tragedy (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure that's uh i don't think it's on the radar luckily no all right have you guys actually read this have you read the docs have you read (laughs) i've i've read a few not many i mean it's just fun to search because you can do keyword search so you can just search for like what like just crazy stuff like butt plug and just see if it comes up you Um, know Little side. That's, that's what you do yeah. on there. Yeah. Jared search butt plug on WikiLeaks. <laughs> but Maybe no, be surprised up. by but your think results. About how unnerving is it to find uh, Nick Sarwark's name when you search in WikiLeaks? 
See, oh, that's yeah, a so, little unnerving. So to yeah, me. you find him on that that whole gift registry thing uh-huh. or whatever. The gift list. Oh, yeah. I saw that. Yeah. I didn't put any stock in that. He was like, oh, yeah, I had a magazine subscription for my brother. Several thousand like dollars. 12 whatever. years ago. Yeah. Oh, is that what it was? Several yeah. thousand dollars? It, it was a lot. It's a lot to subscribe to that. I, I, for a car salesman. I don't think Nick Sarwark is like an asset or something. I don't you know. know what I mean? It, it like, makes, I don't he, like to be too conspiracy theorist. I, mean, yeah, about I it, think but. we're blowing a little bit of smoke yeah. up our own asses if we think that the LP <laughs> is worth like... An FBI asset. Yeah. And I mean, having gone to the convention, you see the people with the stick with Nick stickers. Like, he's pretty popular in the Libertarian Party. That was his slogan. And, uh, yeah, they. Dick with the stick. It's just. They like the way he runs the meetings in particular. I can't. I I just. I find that so absurd. Like, there's a meme from Meet the Parents where it shows um, the father, and he's like. You know, where he says, you know, I have nipples. You can, you can milk. Can you milk me, Greg? And it's funny. He says, like, I can run a meeting. Can, can I be the, can I be the leader of the, of the LNC? Whatever. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just so stupid. Like, I, but anyway, going back to this whole subject, um, back to, we're talking about the first, uh, the first topic, you know, the reason why every, the reason why we got our page taken down and why each one of, you know, I, Matt, Jared, me, and a few other people who, you know, we got our personal pages taken down. Like wow. it wasn't just it wasn't just the group. It was temporarily. Anyone, yeah. yeah, temporarily. They took it down. They want they made us take in order to restore our accounts. We had to take pictures of ourselves to verify who we were mm. for Facebook. From Facebook. Wow. And that was all predicated off this bullshit narrative. This this slight half truth that was exaggerated that to prove we weren't Russian bots because mm. they rigged the election, you know? So never mind now, the fact that my account has been active since 2009. Right? <laughs> and here's another thing is bullshit too is, is 2008 so, maybe I, we talked about this before, but Facebook gave me, they said, Oh, your post is doing good. We're giving, we're going to give you a $15 credit to boost your one, any post you want. Right. So I boosted a post that reached a lot of people. I wanted to reach more um, about Julian Assange and I posted it and it said okay your post is doing great we've already reached 12 people in the first few seconds and all of a sudden a minute later it took it down and said sorry it's in fair it's in pass our politics uh, right you know code or whatever so right. yeah exactly and so then I said okay so then I went to just a generic thing promote the podcast right I went to go ahead and promote the podcast I typed in a little description like it's like 40 40 characters you can put in right nothing nothing extravagant just as punk rock libertarians i just gave a description of what people we've had on and it said sorry you need to verify yourself through not through you can't use the app you have to use a uh, an actual like computer to do this right in order to verify you because you're talking about politics right i'm like motherfucker you gave me the 15 dollar credit i'm just trying right. to use the yeah. credit you gave me because you said we were doing such a good job yeah well for TV free Baltimore. I get um, every time I post something on Facebook, it says, "Boost this for twenty one dollars, and you'll reach X amount of people." And I said, "Okay, I'll boost it." And then it comes back, uh, "Sorry, this is we can't boost this because it has political content in it." Yeah, that's bullshit. It is you can't bullshit. Boost any and- political content now. Or is that just what they well, say to you? Well, that, that's what that's what they say to us. But remember, we're interviewing libertarians, and we're talking about uh, pros, two yes. A right. guys, and freedom of speech. So before the election, for several days, maybe about I would say maybe at least seven days, I got on my personal page. Mm-hmm. It kept showing me this local guy who was running for whatever. Was it uh, Johnny Oluwaski or something? Was he running for the the Green Party? Uh, I don't know. No, he was no. running for the Green Party, but he was legit. If you read his comments and went to his, he was a legit communist. Mm-hmm. And they were all of his things were being posted as sponsored ads, like you know, for the people and revolution. You know, like 
it just it was it was straight up communist that they were pushing on me. So he managed somehow he managed to pass that screening. I thought you were a communist. Well, no, man. Do you guys know who Kevin Caldwell is? He ran for Congress. <laughs> I do. Yeah, on the libertarian yeah. uh, as a libertarian. Well, he went through the whole process of being um, qualified to post political stuff on Facebook and boost stuff and all that kind of stuff. And as soon as he got through the whole process and they said, you're good, they shut his page down. Oh, wow. (laughs) I didn't know that. Yeah, Yeah, it's annoying because I I personally, like Facebook for me, that politics is what I use it for. I want to talk politics with people. I want to spread my ideas. I want to, you know. That some people like animal pictures, some people like food stuff, some people do p- pictures of their families. For me, Facebook is a is a political um, venue, or you know. Mm-hmm. So as a user, for them to say we don't want to be a political page, it's like, okay, well, I'm gonna go somewhere where, it, you know, yeah, I, give me something else that does have political talk, because that's why I'm there. Yeah, they want to relegate us to groups. They want to. They want to say, okay, we don't want this showing up on people's timelines. You and your crazy political, yeah. I, you know, that's a that's a identities. thing. They, you, you know, you don't see them shutting down groups. They don't shut down groups. They don't. They want us isolated. They want us off, essentially isolated and off out of people's sight. That's why. So when people say, oh, but screw but, this, let's just go to MeWe. Let's just go to Minds. Well, that's just kind of us just. In the our own echo chamber. show up on people's timelines. Right. They can. I do. A lot of people will like something on. That's like, why oh, we live. Our, that we leave the PRL group public. Yeah, yeah. So it is public. So Anyone can join. <laughs> yeah. Well, even if it's a page, if somebody has liked your page, they're expressing that they have enough of an interest that they don't mind that page's post coming up right. on in their feed. And if they don't want that, they can unlike and unfollow the page. So I don't think it should be face. I don't think Facebook should. It does, man. That, it but I understand shit. it's it's Facebook. They're going to do whatever they want to do. Uh, Kyle, I wish yeah. I could um, unfollow government. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good luck. <laughs> but, but talking about censorship, I think one of the problems is also uh, with the legacy media, the consolidation. Now, um, 90% of the mainstream media in the United States is controlled by either three or six corporations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yep. and then when you look at what they're doing on the evening news for the nation and then you look at what they're doing locally it's just the same stuff and they're they're, uh, to me it's just i I can't take it anymore and and talking about social media censorship i want to be clear to your viewers we're not so much this we build a stage for somebody like kevin caldwell to come and say i'm running for congress as a libertarian and here's why we give people like him the ability to come and speak and that's something a little bit different in the fact that we're having problems with Facebook and YouTube and social media. To me, that blows my mind because these are legitimate people that are running, registered, and are running for political office locally. Yeah, like we're, they're, in the, they're participating in the system. Right. They're participating in democracy, but yet they're being censored. Libertarians are definitely a minority party. Okay, so any opportunity to get them out there in any way should be allowed you think that but it, it's not We're, it's just constantly being pushed to the side and that's what drives me crazy i mean you think about it like the honestly what we're the third biggest party in the country right i mean right. There's, is that any dispute to that I mean, we're a distant third, but we're third. <laughs> it is right? a distant third, yeah. I mean, Green Party probably probably jockeying for Green Party back and forth. But for the most part, you think that somehow we've just you go through this butcher's dozen of public indoctrination, you know, camps in school. 
like they teach it, well, it's just a two-party system. That's two parties, just two. You have one or two, one, two. Pick, pick, one or the other. And I think I, and it just starts from the beginning. Like we need to teach kids that like if you are going to participate in the system, we're we're here. Like we're like there's a libertarian in the party, you know, we're here. We're in your system that we're following by your rules, but yet you're still relegating us to the like way distant third. And actually, the way that our uh, system works, it's actually set up in a good way for libertarians because we have what we call simple majority, single member districts. That means whoever gets the most amount of votes out of the number of candidates are winning, they win the election. So you don't have to get over 50%. So if you had a, let's say you had a Republican, a Democrat, a Libertarian, and a Green Party, and let's say it went 30, 30, 31, and then the Green got the rest of them, the person that got 31% would win, despite the fact that the majority of the population voted for other candidates. So the system is kind of set up in a way that would help Libertarians. But you got to be able to get your message out there. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I, I'm like one. I don't think uh, that we are bound to the LP or to a, a to the party. Right. I, yeah. An idea can be spread through any party. You could run as a Democrat. You can run as a Republican. It doesn't matter which party you run through. You can espouse your ideas and so, and I mean it might go against the grain of what the party wants, but. Um, yeah, you but know, at the it, end of the day, I don't really care what like, Nick thinks is what's I, good for him. Yeah, I don't need to come yeah. at you as a registered libertarian in order to tell you libertarian ideas and convince you of libertarian ideas. So, you know, we shouldn't necessarily feel like, okay, we can't can't take another another route or go, or run as uh, other candidates. <laughs> and that's what we're going to have to do if the LP doesn't get their ballot access back in Maryland by 2020. You know, we're going to have to, uh, you know, get back... See if we can run some candidates in the, in the Republican Party yeah, well, or, the, or the Democratic I, Party. I think the state party, and this is just my opinion, shouldn't they should run candidates with the understanding that they're not going to win, but focus on um, local questions or policies where they can partner up with people and help get those policies adopted. That's If I was running the state party, that's what I would focus on. And, and I did go to the um, party that they had on election night, and I was shocked about how many candidates were actually glued to their phone saying, what are the results, what are the results, what are the results? And I walked in, I'm like, man, these guys don't know that they can't win, but they can at least use their running as a platform to speak about ideas and issues and try to find people that agree with that and then maybe work through either the Democrat or, or Republican Party to get things adopted, yeah, spread particularly the laws. Yeah, spread the message, man. Yeah, I was there. It's all about spreading dissent, I would say. Yeah, but I, I walked when, when I pulled up that night, <laughs> it was very early, and they were already announcing on the radio that the governor had won re-election. So I went in, and, and I saw Sean. I was like, uh, sorry. He's mm-hmm. like, for what? And I'm like, well, he lost. Uh, Hogan already won. He's like, what? That's not on here. I was like, I just heard it on the radio. I mean, you didn't know that was going to happen? He, he was upset. Yeah, there there's a kind of like a confidence you kind of have to have running where you're like people like that. They like confidence. That's not confidence. It's like just delusion, man. Well, like yeah, you got to yeah, be course, realistic, you know. I understand, but w- like, would you I mean, vote for someone who's like I know lottery, I'm going to lose? You know? <laughs> would you vote for someone who's going out saying I know I'm going to lose, 
But I don't really care. I'm just here you for don't you, have you to say that. Say, you don't say that, but in your head, you but know from the polls that you're, you know, polling one percent well, or whatever, and of that course. you have no chance. Hey, dude, Donald Trump was polling at one percent apparently. All right, <laughs> shit. At one point. My thing is, is like, look, you have to understand your place, but maybe kind of. Like, that's just not what, what people want to hear, man. They want to hear confidence in yourself, confidence in the message, confidence mm-hmm. in your beliefs. And I think I want the party to represent what I feel like the party should be, not this republican light bullshit that we're constantly fed. Like, well, we're socially but that's sort socially of, that's, liberal, financially that's the, conservative. That's due to the Fiscally. pragmatism of trying to win. Whereas if they just came out, they were like, yeah, secretly in their head, they know like we're not going to win. But they would behave as though they were confident in their ideas and confident in the popularity of their ideas and espouse actual libertarian stuff instead of like, like you said, Republican light to maybe capture a few extra votes and make, I don't know, maybe get like 5% of the vote. Okay, or, but think know. about it. Think about it. who I mean, I, although, hold on, to be fair though, yeah. they do have to stay on the ballot, so maybe that factors in, although they've that failed That definitely at that. factors in. What's that? That definitely factors sure, in. Sure, yeah. You, you want to be a, a recognized party for sure. Yeah. But I think that. But uh, not with compromising your own values. No, not compromising, yeah. but if. Again, just my opinion. If I was running the state party, I'd say, okay, let's pick the three things that are most important to uh, to us. Everybody get out there, sing from the same sheet of music. And when Annapolis goes into session, let's try to get these three bills passed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think, like, what, back here for what you were saying, Jared, is like, who's more confident, you know, than Arvin Vora? Right, exactly. He's a confident but, guy. And but I don't know that Arvin Vora believes he's going to win. Of you know, course, it's hard of course. You know what I mean? Of course not. And I think every libertarian knows. But that's what, we, he, that that's what you know, he's saying is like, this guy was, the people that you saw were like glued to their phone. Like it would actually yeah. matter instead of like going around and maybe I just wanted to people. Like I, will like I like what Arvin says. I may not love what Arvin says, but I like what he says. And I like the manner in which he says it. It's very blunt, you know, harsh, yeah. kind of. It kind of just whoa, kind of shatters your whole your thought process when you hear it. A lot of the stuff he says, and I think when you're confident in the beliefs and you're confident in the message that you're trying to say, you don't have to be confident you're going to win necessarily, but you have to be confident in what you're saying and be able to yeah. debate those points. Well, and I think that's what people want to hear. That confidence shows through. And sometimes people kind of say, "Well, you know, when I'm you're like, oh, you see, okay, so for example, you hear Austin Peterson when he was in the debates when he's talking, he's like, well, when I'm president, you know, when I'm elected president, and he kept on saying that, and I'm like, it kind of got on my nerves. I'm like, dude, you're not going to be president. But I feel like at the same time, how would I feel if he's like, well, if there was a slight chance I was president, this is what I would do. I'd be kind of like, oh, that's kind of wimpy, you know, as just like a voter, like in the system. He's a good example of the uh, the fake confidence, of or course. you know. <laughs> Fake it till you make it, right? That's what they say. I guess. So I want the message to be clear, and I want the party that's supposed to represent our beliefs to represent our beliefs, not not just as wishy-washy, well, he can bring us a lot of money and recognition, so... Yeah. You know, let's, 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 let's just go with the socially liberal, financially conservative moniker. Fiscally conservative. Fiscally, whatever. It's really hard to find qualified candidates. Like, it's really hard to it's find uh, somebody true. that is a principled, that has a resume, that has some real credentials that the public's going to take seriously as a candidate. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, you have to... Trump didn't have political experience, but he ran a billion-dollar company. 
You know, um, usually it's senators, it's congressmen, it's people who have worked their way up through local offices to the executive branch. Mm -hmm. So it, it's very hard to come in there as just like somebody with it's no like political experience. A meme page. On yeah, I'm, like, yeah. I run them. And, and Peterson struggled with that. You know, it was like, well, what have you done in the world? And he's like, well, uh, I was co-producer on a television show with Judge Napolitano. I mean, he just didn't have a very big life resume. Right. And uh, he tried to kind of obscure that fact but it, it was a knock against him meanwhile gary johnson although yes he's a wishy-washy candidate had been a governor you know yeah that that's a big feather in your cap of that's course. why they always beat the drum like i'm former governor former governor yeah you can, can i get your guys opinion about something because we've interviewed a lot of libertarians over at tv free baltimore they're all on youtube if people aren't watching but the one thing the one critique if i had one was like too much in the skies too much in the cloud kind of stuff not enough practicality and i'd really like libertarians to come in and say look we want these three bills passed next year in the general assembly because so it's not so much theory but practicality i think the party needs more practicality and and, and partner up with elected politicians that can bring those practical results into law which three bills did you, do you have three in mind that you no, think no, are more I'm, important? I'm just, no, I'm just throwing the idea. Three I, bills. Right. Yeah, I mean, they, they talk about um, having a key issue or having something. When you run, like, what is your big, what's your big thing? Like, right. what do you want to be known as? A lot of candidates, like, they, they say, like, okay, this is the marijuana. marijuana. A lot right. of, when I was at the LP events, a lot of the candidates, when they were appealing for nomination, marijuana was their thing, and it's mm -hmm. like, okay, are we? How many marijuana candidates are we going to have? Like, they were all, it's like, and, and they would ask them other questions, and they would be like, uh, I don't know, you know, but but pot, that's that's what I'm all about, and like, okay, I got that, you know, yeah, what else you got? But uh, so I think we, I think we need to expand beyond that. I think it's an important issue. It's already trending in the right direction, which I think is good, mm -hmm. but like okay like what uh, what else you got and i and in local office you can't do foreign policy because it's not it's right. not a local yeah, and issue that seems to be a big so thing what else? for libertarians you know so it's like how can we affect the war war issue is kind of the main source for me like foreign policy that's where like that's where like Tulsi Gabbard if I'm, you're, a, I'm a fan of it and, depends on what office you're running for yeah so if you're depend. running if right. you're running for like your lo like your state representative which is a local election mm -hmm. then that that does matter right because like they're going to sit in congress they're going to be the ones that declare that are supposed to declare war yeah you're not going to talk about foreign policy as a as a local candidate like it right just not not if you're running for yeah like city county council, council or, yeah. or or even the state state house like right. it, those you don't have a say in foreign policy but That's i mean a, there's plenty of there's plenty of issues yeah you know well, well let, let me ask you guys another question what were the three main things that sean quinn ran on for governor i, I mean I'm, we're sitting in a room of libertarians <laughs> and if we don't know well he was who very, else would know well he was very i mean i f probably followed his campaign a lot and i would say you know the the gun i mean gun issue was a huge thing especially around like and rightfully so yeah um but other than that i mean really i i couldn't really you know i can't right now tell you exactly what other thing he was running on other than the gun issue right um he'd make a a, a facebook post here and there about certain things but nothing that really and, and this resonates is, really well with me this right is now. what i'm talking about okay you've got a guy running for governor okay we all know about individual sovereignty and li limited government government and legalization of pot but you know give me three clear-cut pieces of legislation that you want to get passed 
if you're elected or if you're not elected, who are you going to partner up with to make sure those bills are, A, introduced, B, who's going to support them, and do they have a real possibility of passing? Well, I mean, when you say partner up with, I'm just like, I cringe a little bit, you know, because I feel like uh, the politicians that get but elected. That's, that's good. That's good. I, I feel like the politicians that get elected are typically sleazeballs that were able to rise to the top of this trash heap. So it's like, I'm not really interested in partnering up with them. You know, um, I'm more interested in delivering a message and making my peers think or helping them to think, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and then but you're not uh, in the like, political like, sphere. Intru I'm not, but and I don't really think uh, I don't really think anything starts in the political sphere. I, I think it kind of starts in the ideological sphere, and then once you go from there, hopefully it'll head over to that, you know. But I think first and foremost, I mean, for me, like, and you know, and this I'm just saying this is my opinion. This is what I think. You mm -hmm. know, you can do whatever the fuck you want, mm -hmm. and then Kyle can do whatever the fuck he wants, and some mm -hmm. guy over there can do what they want. And who's to say who's right or who has the best approach? You mm -hmm. know, and we should work together at the same time as well mm -hmm. but you know first and foremost i'm just about getting ideas out there to my peers ideas of liberty mm -hmm. you know and i've said you know number one you know my issues uh foreign policy um number two it would probably be um the drug war mm -hmm. you know because we have got like a, a huge number of people in prison we've got the largest incarceration rate in the world a lot of those people are in prison for nonviolent drug crimes you got people who had a bunch of weed back in the 60s who are doing life sentences. You know, they're still mm -hmm. in fucking jail. You know, you've got people who have gotten life sentences for joints. You know, I feel like uh, that needs to end. And then uh, from there, I mean, I, I feel like our most important right is uh, the right to bear arms. You know, right. and that's just your last defense against tyranny. Right. And yeah, so th th those would probably be my top three issues. Okay, so you were very supportive of what the current governor did as far as getting all these people out of prison. Nonviolent people out of prison. Well, I don't like uh, some things that he did. Um, mm -hmm. Like as far as I think you should get people out of prison. I think uh, after somebody's paid their um, debt to society in prison, you know, they should mm -hmm. be allowed to vote. They should be allowed to own a gun to defend themselves because mm -hmm. they still have the right of self-defense. Mm -hmm. You know, um, the things I don't like that Hogan did. Um, he wasn't a fan of the decriminalization. And I heard for a minute there he was trying to get people to um crack down on like paraphernalia because that stuff was technically still illegal i'm not sure if he's doing right. that or not now but i heard that's something he wanted to do um i don't like how he signed off on the red flag laws i think the red flag laws are bullshit right and i think uh you know somebody that serves those unconstitutional laws deserves to get shot and i, I don't have any sympathy for them if they do get shot mm -hmm. you know because that's that's our right to bear arms it's our right. right to defend ourselves and our family and our property right and you know if uh you know, if they're taking that away from people without due process, anybody who does it, you know, deserves to get fucking shot. And that's mm -hmm. why we have the Second Amendment. It's not so rednecks can bag deer. Right. It's not so drug dealers can kill each other. Right. It's so you, you can shoot redcoats. You know? Right. And, and these are the redcoats of 2019, the people that are serving these red flag laws. Right. Shit, 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 son. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, before we... Uh, run out of time. Let's uh, let's hit this fakertarians topic. Yeah, good, yeah. good, good. Yeah. So, Kyle, you want to talk about that? Yeah, I. Uh, they had made a post about this girl, uh, Kat Snyder, who apparently was involved in the South Carolina LP, and then on the side, she was um, assisted with organizing the Unite the Right Two rally, apparently, mm. and. Um, and, and fakertarians, they've kind of become a libertarian movement police. You know, they expose um, far right and far left and um, particularly target people that uh, say they're libertarians or have been affiliated with libertarians in the past. Um, you know, like um, 
Augustus Invictus. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they said, like, Lauren Southern, you know, they, they said she's a fakertarian. She's kind of gone uh, further right. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. that It's it's an interesting page, an interesting concept um, that they've got do, going there. Do you think there. they fall into, like, the whole, like, no true libertarian fallacy thing? At all, or do you think they're, so. or do you think they're think generally so. balanced? I, I think, I think in general that they, they're usually right. Like yeah. the people that they're calling out usually are really not libertarians or have really, yeah. you know, like a Chris Cantwell. That's one where you maybe he was an ANCAP at one time, but whatever yeah. he is now, now he's a white nationalist, right? And basically the face of white nationalism after the Vice episode. Right. So you, you the really face of white nationalism. It, it does kind of <laughs> serve Very a purpose ugly. to call these people out and get them and say, look, these people are not. They can't you can't sit with us anymore you know what i mean like you cannot yeah. continue no, to have yourself associated with people that that just or, go so yeah. far off the reservation and um you know so i i just from a theatric standpoint it's an entertaining page to follow yeah you know I, and one of the targets until recently uh was matt kunal who was uh-huh. the leader of the was he the audacious party or the other one no, i think Libsock. Lib- yeah, there's audacious and libertarian libertarian socialist caucus of mm. the um, the LP, and they're they're ANCOMs. Um, Matt, in particular, kind of went more just regular communist. I mean, yeah, he was, he was very sympathetic <laughs> to uh, some dictators, mm-hmm. um, some far left dictators yeah. like Stalin, and he's like a tanky. Um, yeah, he's a, he became a tanky. Yeah, I mean, you know, you can like if you compare him to someone like uh, our, our favorite person in the world. Um, Oh shit! What's his name? Now? Shipley. 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 Yeah. Um, at least Shipley, you can make an argument is something of a libertarian, right? Like he's definitely he definitely seems to be. Don't worry about that. He definitely seems to be, you know, sort of against governments, against. Um, well, he's an anarchist. He's uh, an anarchist. A, a far left anarchist. Right. And, Dude, I, I miss you so much, Shitley. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean that that guy. I mean, I, you know, I haven't seen the fakertarians go after him, and I think it's justified to not do that. You know, I. While I disagree with like a lot of what he says and like his whole um, identity politics thing, I you know I would say he is some flavor of a libertarian. Of course, yeah, and that's but why this Matt Kunal guy um, definitely exactly. not. I mean, he's yeah, he's like posting like positive pictures of supporting Stalin and um, saying like, Kim, Kim Jong Un, yeah, like Kim Jong Un. Yeah, I think yeah, he does. Yeah. Anyway, I so mean, he, he was, was just, yeah. I mean, he was just trying to like infiltrate, but and he, he failed. So, I think um, he did make one post where he admitted, like, yeah, the idea was to take over the LP and make it far left. Yeah, that was and, what he um, wanted. The which was always a strange uh, plan, and it was strange to see these guys at the convention, the the socialist caucus, and it's like, it, what are you doing here? You know, <laughs> like yeah, y- so you're. Do you, do you know what got him to ev- so? The the lead is uh, I'm kind of burying it here, but he he left the LP. Yeah, he did. He's um, uh, either going to work through the Democratic yep. Party or the Socialist Party, right? But uh, I guess he's abandoned. Do you know his what? Do you know attempts. what? Do you know what his reasoning? His like final straw? No, what was it? So like they decided to go with um, like I guess yeah. they pick a theme every the theme every for year the... for for the LP, <laughs> right? Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. it was uh, that acronym that is like there's no such thing as a free lunch. Yeah. And that was so offensive to him <laughs> because it like undermined, I don't know, impoverished people. I don't know, it was racist, something like that. Like all what? the above, D all the above. I mean, it's literally just like an economic, um, not a fallacy. I guess a foul, uh, an so, economic law. Essentially, yeah. it's like yeah, nothing's free. Like there's a cost applied to everything, whether it's psychic or money or whatever. There's a cost, right? Mm-hmm. There's no free energy in the world. 
Um, and somehow that was the, the final straw, which is just bizarre. I'm sure he just realized he wasn't going to. It, and I heard pick, uh, this, pick ac- this time to, to leave. According to Arvin, and Kapistan was in the in the run. That was yeah. second place. Yeah. Yeah. That was second place. Second place. Are you and kidding Kapistan me? was second place. Oh my gosh! So it was it was mm. pretty funny. But I think it's I think there's a clear distinction between um, Kunal and Shipley. Even though Shipley's identity politics are just mind-numbingly annoying. I think it's separate from the actual communist mal-praising, yeah. you know, communist that Matt Kunal was. And even Shipley and Kunal got into it because Shipley was like, I'm done with your bullshit. Like, you're fuck, fuck you. And they had a, a falling out a while ago, a few months ago. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they did. And both of them were just like, fuck you. Like, and, and I agree. And so because the big thing was Shipley wanted bot immunity, like unity between the socialists. The libertarians, yeah. uh, libertarians well, they, like bottom unity. That was their can base. We said can we that, talk but then about he would Then he would ostracize because the, the identity, because the identity <laughs> politics in them. They, they've reoriented the the political uh, diamond that I saw was a diamond shape, and then somehow it became a square. Yeah, right. And yeah. It, the square actually changes the 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 spectrum from libertarian, authoritarian, like um, left and right. It it changes it to kind of. Um, I'm trying to think how to how well, to express still, this. Like the f- more bottom you are, I believe the more that's where the freedom spectrum went, right? Yeah, it was like it was liberty and author. It was authoritarian yeah, on one and end then, and liberty on the other end. And liberty used to be at the top, right. and then it got and, and like authoritarian was down at the bottom. That was undesirable. But I think they split it amongst. I think it's economic goes top to bottom, and then social goes left to right. Yeah, and so like the more free you are. Like basically, the closer to the bottom or to the right you are, I don't know. I but, can't. But reorienting it, it made it seem like you know, ancoms and and ancaps, like we're all buddy buddy. We're both in the bottom spectrum uh, section. Uh-huh. And uh, I mean, it's just crazy these political spectrums. But you know, I always thought, and I think Kunal admitted it was an, a takeover attempt. It was never about unity. It was never about working together. It was always about changing the LP to be a, a left-wing organization. But like you were saying, why? Like the LP well, people can... have all kinds of dumb ideas in life, you know. Like, we all <laughs> like just, the LP is like <laughs> not worth things. the effort. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I agree. It's like trying yeah. to take over. You know. Yeah, it's it, like instead of trying to take over McDonald's, you take over like the shitty burger shack on the corner, yeah, you know, yeah. right? It's like, oh, great. You can pay yourself minimum wage now. Cool. Yeah. Uh, it's a good uh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but Fakertarians is a great is a great group and page where they call out a lot of people for their bullshit and they get a lot of inside information of people who claim to be libertarian, but like Augustus, like who I never trusted from the moment I first heard about him. Yeah. I well, never the first story that, that came out with him about him was like him sacrificing goats and shit. Yeah, I said, right? well, that guy's not a libertarian. Like, and and then for a few years after, like, no, no, he really is. You know, he's like into Hoppe and all these other. And I'm like, no, that the guy, he just he's like a crater faced loser. Like, I, the guy just completely, just I, I don't know. He like oh, the sirens, like my spider senses would go up in my system. Like every time people talk about Augustus. And I just, well, he had I a knew. fake persona, fake yeah. accent, fake persona, and he would do these like fireside chat kind of YouTube videos yep. that were modeled after uh, what FDR or whatever. And he would he would talk about philosophy, political philosophy. And I remember him, you know, praising fascism or and, and talking about mm-hmm. fascism and, and in a favorable light. And I was like, uh, this is a very interesting speech coming from uh, you know a libertarian Senate candidate. Mm-hmm. So. 
Um, yeah, he's now he, I heard he's in California trying to make inroads into the uh, Republican Party over there. Mm. But just a crazy guy. There's a lot of Why people. Why would you pick California? There's a lot of awful <laughs> people in this movement. We've all seen them. Yep. Um, you know, Van Gutier is on our uh, on our list here. He was Adam Kokesh's former campaign manager. I guess he just got convicted of assault. Um, the article that I read said that he put a pillow over a girl's face and punched her through it. So I don't know. That, Jesus that's Christ. part of what the uh, charges were. So um, Yeah, I, I didn't hear that either. I've been friends with him on Facebook for a few years. And I remember when he was like this uh, diehard libertarian ANCAP. And now I, I, I guess he still is. But at the same time, he's this uh, diehard Trumper who like, you know, smokes weed every day. He's got all these pictures of him uh, like hitting the bowl or doing like live videos of him like smoking a blunt, talking some ridiculous stuff. Uh, but he's a pretty entertaining person to be friends with on Facebook. I, I can just uh, say that about him. No, that's there's something to be said for that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think uh, Kokesh is pretty crazy, and uh, I think Van was probably pretty crazy too. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. How, um, do we know how long he's in uh, the big house for? Not very long. I heard like he got like a 15 day sentence or something, which I, I thought was extremely light for a assault case. But that's yeah. very interesting. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Whatever. But um, okay. So yeah. on uh, Wednesday night, uh, Jared, Phil, and I are going to be on your program, TB Free Baltimore. Sounds good. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, it, well, it's going to be pre-recorded and it will go out the next Sunday, so a week from today. Okay. Date mm. that is. Cool. Nice. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, I just wanted to plug that. So look for that coming soon. Maybe um, head on over to Facebook, uh, search TB Free Baltimore, and uh, throw those guys a like. You know, I, I would uh, appreciate it. Yeah, Do yeah, it. we appreciate you uh, coming on and in, in turn having us on uh, your show. That's awesome. We'll have to have you on again here sometime if yeah. you're down. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I think that that's probably about it for tonight. I'd like to remind people that we have uh, T-shirts, hoodies, patches at libertariancountry.com. And if you type in the code PRL or the code PRL podcast, you'll receive a 10% discount. Mm-hmm. And uh, until next time, live free or die. Blood break with the blood that is shed Drenching the flags of the tax bombs in red Voices by a few at the expense of the many Soldiers and gods in a death machine You can't justify killing by economic gain For God, country, and democracy You can put freedom in death point in a fine land To support the truth that bring them home I believe the jokes will do the best for you And I believe that we have the power, have the power I hate the state And I know I'm a slave We can make a break Break the power, break the power Society of individuals Nothing more than not interference With natural rights What's a virtuous person fully comprehends the non-aggression principle, the violence of the state becomes obsolete!